Hello, hello, and welcome to Inspired Your Grown-Up Girl Talk. I'm Stacy Fleece, and here, as always, with the incomparable Samantha Tredelius. Samantha, how are you? God, it's been a minute. We're back. We're back together, and I couldn't be more excited to see your face. Let's it has see. been a minute, but this is um, this is fun because we're you know we're we're at the point where we're wrapping up season two. And, you know, let's just revisit that this started as a fun COVID project to stay in touch with our amazing girlfriends who are doing such cool things and giving them a platform to talk about it because we missed them during COVID and we couldn't see them. And this was a way to do that. And here we are two years later, still going and already making plans for season three. So first of all, I want to thank everybody who's downloaded episodes and listened to us over the last couple of years and listened to these amazing women that we've gotten the opportunity to talk to. Uh, and I'm hoping that everyone took some nuggets away and uh, made their made their world a better place because of something they learned here. I couldn't agree more. And we are just shy of our 3,000th download, which that means that 3,000 people have, it may be the same person 3,000 times. It could I'm be. Not sure. It might be two people 1,500 times. Either way, <laughs> we've made an impact on somebody, and that um, that's all we can ask for. That's literally all we can ask for. Um, so it's been a while since I've seen you, and what I want to talk about is the adventure that you and I went on um, this last month in September, because it was one for the books. Yes, our um, our overseas adventure, which we hadn't done one in a handful of years because of COVID. Yes. Um, this was uh, this was yet another trip that was pushed because of the global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did finally get to take it, and and uh, it was didn't it? Well, I should say it did not disappoint. Exactly what we expected. It did not disappoint at all. No. And I think too, it's very important that we start off this conversation with there are only certain people that one can travel with. And we are lucky enough to have a group of four of us that travel very well together. We are donned the Blonde Ambition Tour, um, which has gone domestic. And now we've kind of upped the anti-international. But you and I this time, you, you and I usually don't get to bunk together. And so this was fun for us. We did 18 days and we hit three countries, France, Spain, and Portugal. And, uh, you know, we ate, we drank, we giggled. Nobody got sick this time, which was neat, because usually there's always some ailment. No, well, we had, we had an injury. But other than that, oh, God, we did. Illness, we did. it was an injury this time. We had a knee. We had a knee down. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was everything. And then some, my first time to Paris which was absolutely unbelievable. One of my favorite Parisian moments was the fact that Jason Bourne was everywhere on motorcycles. Any corner you went, there he was. Well, and let's talk about the fact that you can order an Uber motorcycle. (laughs) Um, You can actually get an Uber motorcycle who will come pick you up. It's obviously an Uber for one. Uh, You would not let me do it, which I honestly probably fair. Um, It was was probably a good decision for you to say no to me. Yeah, I feel like if you had had enough to drink, you probably would have Ubered that Jason Bourne and had that moment for yourself. But I just didn't feel the safety Samantha in me didn't feel like it was the right moment for us. Um, We stayed in a wonderful little Airbnb flat in the fifth or it was between the fifth and sixth. 
good location. Um, right, right by my favorite place in Paris, the Luxembourg Gardens. Which houses, thank you, the st- one of six Statue of Liberties, which are sprinkled about Paris. Which yeah, and kind of hard to find in there, but yeah. we found it. We did, we found it. Um, we had no, like a lot of people would always say, you know, the Parisians are not very nice. We only, we only had one not great experience. Everybody else was pretty nice to us. Yeah. Agreed. We were screaming blonde American. (laughs) Well, some of us were, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Um, what was your favorite moment of our Paris experience? I mean, there was some, um, I think it was, I think it was the, um, (laughs) the guy who took us back to the Airbnb from the Eiffel Tower on his electric bike with this seat thing attached to the back that was covered. I can't even really explain it. It wasn't a tuk-tuk, but it kind of had that feel. But then he was on the electric bike. So basically there was zero cardio happening in his world. None. Um, He literally was just driving us on an electric bike with a seat attached on the back with a cover. That was good. That was good. My favorite was when we were, I don't know, one of the nights we were hungry, we were stumbling around trying to find a place to eat. And we popped into this little French jewelry shop at like 1030 at night. And I don't even know if they were open. Nobody spoke any English. They were drinking. They were drinking. And we ended, it was so hot. Do you remember how hot it was? 50 degrees in the store. I literally was melting, uh, but we ended up getting the greatest little costume jewelry. And it was like one of our few Paris purchases because we were holding up to shop on Sunday and uh newsflash Paris isn't open on Sunday no uh it is not and um but they they were they were super sweet communication communication sometimes was a struggle but Google Translator is your friend no but remember that she was talking about her like lover and like doing it in a car and we were like on the beach doing it like on the beach doing it in the sand we could understand Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. It does not sound great. It feels um, exfoliatory, um, <clears throat> but it was kind of a lot. And then from there, we got on a train and we went and whisked ourselves over to uh, San Sebastian and the northern Basque country of Spain, which was a whole other level. Um, food, wine, ambiance, uh, everything, and then some. I uh, was... I don't know. I was totally blown away with just how gorgeous it was. It was really pretty. It was very scenic and very, um, very active at night, but not like, not like clubbing active, like just the streets were full and people were walking around and restaurants were open late and people were eating outside in the streets and, and drinking outside. It just like the, just the level of activity was high. It was good. It was good. Although again, uh, unclear on the shopping hours of operation because as we were finding from country to country, um, people work differently. They weren't even open at like noon or one. Like, but then they'd be open at 9 p.m. and then randomly they might be open at 11.30 in the morning. I mean, you just, there's, you know, no, there's no hours. There's no hours. It's it's kind of a crapshoot, but I'm kind of here for it. And I would definitely like to employ those uh, work hours here in the States. Um, things that I noticed on our European adventure, um, talking, FaceTiming in public is an international issue. Okay. It's not just an American problem. It's a huge problem. And I feel as though we should potentially 
maybe start a business with some like disposable headphones that we could just hand out at will at this point. Yeah, like you walk by somebody who's FaceTiming without headphones and you just hand them a pair and you're like, silently, on. just but kind of like, just sprinkle, like just drop them, you know, because it's it's obnoxious. Also, something I found very problematic was bare feet on a train. When I'm walking back to my seat and there are your feet. I don't want to see them in the aisle. I don't want to see them put some socks on or just keep your shoes on at this point. It wasn't yeah, even that long of a train. Trains require shoes socks at minimum bare minimum um and if you're wearing flip-flops you can't you can't take them off that's, that's just not allowed no not allowed on. not allowed um food hitting differently when you're abroad like you when we were in paris one of the first things you said was like this croissant is going to hit you differently and you weren't fucking playing because i think i ate at one point one day like five croissants and they were so goddamn good yeah, even like the French bakeries here, like it just, I I mean, I don't know, maybe it's the air that you're sitting in when you eat it. I don't, I can't, I can't explain it, but I'm sure anyone who's been to Paris or France in general knows what we're talking about. Unbelievable. So then from uh, San Sebastian, we went to this region called Galice, Galicia or Galicia, as we Americans say it, and stayed in this great house in this area called Pontre Vedra for a week. And that was just kind of a whole nother level of non-touristy experience. Very much like local moments. Um, very yeah, cool. My two biggest takeaways, surprise takeaways from there is number one, there were literally very, very few American tourists there. So um, nobody spoke English, which was fine. Again, Google Translator, our friend when we needed it. But just um, really surprised that there were very few American tourists in that area. Second surprise is given the, the size of the area, the, the number of Michelin star restaurants in that specific area and, and the most random locations of said restaurants. Um, it was, it, it was different. I forgot about the Michelin moments. Yeah. Um, the so Michelin, the I'm going to be a hundred percent full disclosure. I'm like, give me a burger at a bar kind of gal. And I'm fine. But I also do en uh, enjoy and appreciate a dining experience, although never really my focal point. So this trip, of course, we had to try these Michelin restaurants because that's kind of why you're in this region. And out of the three we went to, two of them were really weird. One of them was like very normal and like great. Um, <clears throat> but a good telltale sign is when the chef is the size of a toothpick, I think it's fair to say the food could potentially be probably not what you're going to be into. Yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah, that, that tasting menu, it was, it was a fun experience, but there was, um, there was just, it was, it was a, an experience, um, that I don't know I need to repeat. That's no. all. No, I, I mean, I, I'm glad I did it for sure. For sure. Just to yeah. check the box. Um, so then from there, we went and got, we had a car and we drove to Porto in Portugal, which was one of the coolest places. Uh, lots of hills, really old kind of architecture, good shopping. We could shop there. We did one night in Porto and then we took the train to Lisbon, which was gorgeous. However, our train ride consisted of a foursome that forgot that there was anyone else on the train. 
Yeah, we didn't need to be part of their conversation yet. We didn't have a choice. It was like being on a Mexican. It was like being inside a tele. What's the tell the um, no or Telemundo soap opera? Yeah, but like on we were we were just like kind of podcasting it in real life. It was awful. It was awful. Um, but when we got to Lisbon, Lisbon was super cool. Very similar to San Francisco. People were not kidding when they said that. Lots of hills, cable cars. Um, definitely more expensive, I thought, yep. from any of the places we were at. Even more so than Paris, I felt. Price-wise, maybe? I don't know. I, I really liked Lisbon. Um, I loved Porto. I liked Lisbon. It was it struck me as just kind of a another big city, but it, cool, but another big city. But we did go outside Lisbon to Sintra and Cascai, and, and those I actually really Yes. Really like the other cool part about Portugal is we got to go to the westernmost point in Europe. So we were literally standing on the point that's as close to the U.S. as you can get and still be in Europe. It was my favorite part of the like the entire trip was we took that it was the I think 120 bucks for four of us for all day. It felt for like all day in that tuk tuk. Yeah, we were in a tuk tuk and it was so cool seeing all the old castles. And just the architecture and the history of Portugal. Portugal is pretty badass. I absolutely can't wait to go back. Um, all in all, I would say a trip of a lifetime. Like it was so much fun. And there wasn't anything about it I would have changed. Minus maybe having a little bit. Like I could have done a couple more days if we'd moved on and gone someplace else. Oh, you mean um, make it three weeks? Just a solid three weeks <laughs> instead of, you know, 18 days. <laughs> But God, we had fun. We giggled so much and, you know, no fighting, no drama, just absolutely the best time. And you that's going to be my advice to anyone who is trying to find a little group that you travel with regularly, like our little group of four, just find people that don't do drama. That is the number one takeaway. Just don't don't do drama. If they do, don't put them in your group if they do. Yeah, you can't have friend. the late friend. You can't have the one who's like a clusterfuck all the time. Like everybody needs to be on the same page. And I think that's the success factor. Um, and there's not one person in our group that's like, likes to have it be all about them all the time, which I think is also huge. Cause you know, there's always one of those. Um, and we're all very much like accommodating to like, we can do what everybody wants to do. And it's super cool. Or you know what, if you want to go do that, go do that. We're going to go do this. It's totally fine too. Yeah. So stay tuned our next adventure we are thinking a new continent for 2023 not sure what that means yet but uh we will keep you posted on our travels still exploring ideas indeed indeed with that i would like to switch gears to our second half of discussion today which is our uh season two recap which can you believe dude we have almost i think I think we'll be at just about a hundred episodes, 3000 downloads. And like, we've actually made this happen two years later, which is crazy. I know it's been, uh, it's been really fun. I have had the most amazing time talking to just women doing really incredible things. And, um, and again, not really having a platform all the time to discuss them and talk about them. And, um, just, you know, having that 30 minutes to sit down with them and really learn about how they got from where they were to where they are today and, and what they're doing. Um, it's been it's been pretty cool. It's super cool. And I think we kind of pumped up the volume a little bit from first season because we were kind of getting our 
or feet wet, figuring it out. Um, I definitely feel like I have a little bit more of a grasp on directing conversations and having conversations that I think are important. And I think the women across the board, it's like, no matter what the content is, you know, these women are very cool. They're, they're impactful and they're moving the needle in ways that, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, obviously their stories aren't getting told. And so in us doing this, it's been, it's been super cool. And I think it's been neat to be able to share it with their audience as well. Um, and just in like recapping all of the different conversations we had this year, I mean, my God, we talked to some pretty incredible women. Yeah, I think what I really loved about season two, um, as we kind of grew into what we were doing and what we wanted this to represent, is the variety of topics and areas that we covered over the course of the season. And it went from, you know, women who lead, where we had, a, you know, a DA, we had the first San Rafael mayor, which is still striking me as very strange, given that San Rafael has been a city for like 170, 180 years. Weird. Um, law, women in law enforcement. We had um, councilwoman. Uh, then we also had a lot of stories. Some of my favorite stories are the are the um, the pivot stories or merging talents where, um, you know, you for example, like Genevieve, she was a ballerina and she took her dance experience into a, a business that she now franchises and is is doing amazing. Which, by the um, way, she just hit her like, I remember we were chatting, we had said like 70, you know, and she was like, not yet. She's over 70 since we've recorded. I mean, over 70 I just, franchise. Yeah, she's like freaking incredible. Yeah, and that's, that, that is a fantastic story. Um, of course, we've got the women supporting women, but really, you know, establishing a business that helps women get to the next level, whether it's, um, you know, like Laurel, the VC that is focusing on women businesses because women entrepreneurs still represent like some ridiculous number, like 3% of VC funds. Which is or um, or the female forward with Priscilla Presley and and how they're helping women go from concept to launch and and just sort of bringing that bringing women along in a world that they don't have to navigate by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, we had you know, the uh, the mother of invention topics like I see a market need I. I need X and it's not out there. I'll just, I'll just build it myself. Which is always my favorite storyline because I feel like those businesses and I even feature many of them on my, um, my blog each month. It's like women are so cool at finding, you know, what they want and then figuring out a way to like get it and get it out in the hands of other women. Because typically if it's not out there, it needs to be out there. And Ashley Vetter, you know, was the, the woman uh, with Vetter's ice cream. And her husband has Parkinson's and I actually know Ashley and have known her for years. And to be able to like, not be able to find something healthy for her husband to eat because he was not well and be able to create this brand of, of ice cream, which is gluten-free and sugar-free and all these things. I mean, she is phenomenal and to take such a hard time and turn it into something positive and, you know, a business that can help support her family, pretty badass. It's, it's super cool. I um, I think what one of the things I'm most proud of that we did this year was we didn't really shy away from some of the hard hitting topics that yeah. may not be popular, that may be a little um, touchy. Um, you know, after the Uvalde shooting, we immediately had Helen and Janet from Moms Demand Action on and we talked about 
gun control and what we can do as individuals, not, um, it feels like it should be a popular topic, but we know it's political, like so many other things. Yeah, I um, actually went and walked with them after we had that conversation. I went and walked, finally walked the Golden Gate Bridge with my daughters and there was thousands of people. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen and just the community. But again, like how, unless it's right in front of your face, like there's a mass, like no one's talking about it anymore, you know, which pisses me off. And, and we talked about that in that episode. Like, how do we, how do we keep this in front? Like yeah. the only way it gets in front is if you have another disastrous mass shooting. And honestly, we've had some since then and it still fades quickly, right? It's, yep. it's not, it's not a dozen five-year-olds and that's, um, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know what the answer is there. It's, it's frustrating. Um, but you know, we also tackled diversity, equity, inclusion with Lissa yeah. and, um, again, a, a tough topic, a little bit, a little bit harder hitting. So I did love that we didn't shy away from those and we will continue to not shy away from those. Mm-hmm. And making it more about the statement of like, here are women making impacts with these movements in our community at a local level and at an individual level to, you know, let people know that your, your voice and your, your thoughts and your concern and your action does make a difference. And I think many people think, well, oh, what, what can I do? Well, get involved in these causes and these, you know, pursuits, because, you know, whether it's women in Iran or women, you know, inter here in America or anywhere, um, there's so much work to be done to help lift women on any different scale that, you know, anything we can do to help make that happen, we should be doing. Totally agree. Um, and speaking of uh, lifting women and supporting, like, it, I'll tell you, it was very fun to have some of the women in our lives that support us and what we do yep. on. And, you know, the two that I'm particularly thinking of, of course, are the, um, the Sparkle board. Um, and they are literally standing side by side with us in what we're doing to support single mothers and their children. Um, but also the moms. We got to have oh the moms God. on, which, um, you know, mine, of course, when I asked if she wanted to be on, the first thing she asked is, what is what's a podcast? Which tells me she's never listened to ours. Um, cool. But, uh, but it was, it was fun to, it's always, it's always fun to talk to them, first of all, but to, um, to have the women that support us and help us and what we do and what we find important uh, in our worlds to have them on and give them the opportunity to talk about why they do what they do. But I think it also tells a little bit about our story as to why we are the way we are is, you know, every bit of, because of those two women and the women in our world that have, you know, helped us become the women we are. And so talking to the moms was cool. And just to see how far, you know, the world has come since they were raising us, but how far we still have to go even now in 2022 to get to a place. I mean, since we interviewed with them, I think we just had interviewed them and the whole Roe v. Wade thing was kind of going down. And now here we are, like, you know, I, I was sitting, I think I was with you, we were in LA recording and we were at my parents house and we were sitting there with my mom and she was like this is like 1970 all over again you know and and yeah. how 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 we've gone backwards you know yeah two two steps forward one step back right yeah it's just it's crazy but to touch on that you know one of the things we did get to do this year is we got to go on the road which was fun yeah and that was uh that was 
an absolute amazing experience. And I hope there will be more of that for Inspired down the road. Um, I think as, as people know, we were in Malibu for a women's event down there and um, had the opportunity to podcast with some of the uh, some of the women who were attending um, modern day wife event. And um, not only was it just really fun to be at that event and see the caliber of women that were supporting um, these types of events that by the way happen all over the country so check out their website and see if there's one near you but also for us to have the opportunity to get out of our um, immediate circle or even like the second degree of immediate circle and really meet some women that we never would have gotten the opportunity to meet otherwise and you know I I think about like Erin Ramsey who's amazing and hilarious um uh, you know uh lauren nowicki who's got the rain reusables i loved her and so many of these women had amazing stories yep um leah leah morrison who went from real estate agent to the art business that she's growing um uh, and a lot of the stories you know came out of of a necessity or b gotta gotta rethink things in covid um tracy who was the chemical engineer who now has a, a skincare line Tracy with the perfect skin, like she's her own, she's her own billboard, a hundred percent, but we never would have met her without having the opportunity to travel down to Malibu and be part of the modern day wife events. No, I agree. I agree. And, um, (laughs) I think just the community itself of, of again, women in business. And that was one of the things when we were asked to do that, I said, you know, cause there was some celebrities and influencers. And I said, you know, we really want to talk to the women business owners. Cause that's really what kind of speaks to us and, you know, why we have this, this form. And, uh, I mean, they delivered the women were phenomenal. And a lot of them, we, you know, worked with, um, at our event that we had up here a couple months ago for, uh, sparkle and we'll continue to work with them, you know, ongoing and support them and their businesses. Cause they're amazing. I think also too, just the comfort level, uh, you know, that we're able to branch out and have these, you know, conversations with people and, and get out of our comfort zone a little bit. It was kind of fun and exciting. And fuck, can we talk about like taking it on the road, having no Wi-Fi, having issues with technology and then getting the data and having and it was so loud. Um, yeah, we were, no we idea were probably the, the least quote unquote professional podcasters there. Like we literally sat down with our laptops and our microphones. These people had like sound mixers yeah. and a whole setup and we're like yeah. yeah, we're just, we're just us. I mean, we're the girls that don't edit because we yeah, don't know how don't edit. we can't be bothered to learn. So, But I did actually download a program and have to learn to edit out some of the sound, which was something totally out of my, you know, my wheelhouse, so to speak. But yeah, like, but you figured I it out. It. I got and, it. And, uh, you know, podcasting outside, all of a sudden we had a need that we were like, oh, we've got to get the background sound out of there. It's, we're outside. Yeah, um, yeah. literally was, like across the street from the ocean. So it was pretty badass. It was it was good. It was it was fun. And you know, again, what I love about you and I is that we literally can do fucking anything. <laughs> well, you can add that to your resume now, like sound mixer IT specialist. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you ever need to go out and find another job, that that's a new industry for you. You know, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to just expand a few things there. So what's up next for us? Well, that's a great question. Uh, We will be closing out our season. This will be our last episode of season two, because what comes up next for us? 
Stacy is Sparkle. We have a big next six weeks of holiday gifting to single moms all over California. So that takes up a lot of our energy. Uh, in addition to spending time with our own families, which will be kind of nice. Hopefully we can have a normal Christmas and holiday season this year without COVID. I don't know. I just... You know what? It um, it, it, it is going to be what it is. It's going to be amazing. And it's, um, it's nice to have the opportunity to to get together with family again. And I think that's something that a lot of people have missed over the last couple of years. So but, but I'm looking forward to that. When you're with them, my extended family is great. It's like when you start to get into the tentacles of the extended. <laughs> the the uh, second and third ring out on the target. That's when you're like, maybe this shelter in place thing was not such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> So well, we're going to be back uh, with season three, uh, beginning of next year. I'm sure we'll have um, some new tricks up our sleeve. We've been talking about doing some different things. So we're excited to kind of expand and see where the journey takes us. Um, I'm honored to have this platform and this experience with you, Stacey. I think it's probably one of the most fun parts of my, my life, my world at the moment. Um, and being able to share it with everybody here is pretty freaking amazing. It's been it's been a lot of fun and and um, we do this as a labor of love and uh, we'll continue to do so as long as there are people who want to listen and and meet some of these women via podcast and so I just you know want to thank the one person that's downloaded us three thousand times <laughs> and um, I I you know it, please spread the word it's everything we do is word of mouth and um, we just appreciate the support of. Um, of everybody who's listened and and really does feel like they get something out of this because we certainly do. We totally do. Maybe if it's just maybe we just have our podcast for ourselves. I mean that's honestly it's kind of how it started. It is. And here we are. Here we are. No, it's it's been it's been a super fun journey and one I can't can wait to like continue to do. Um everybody out get out there this week, this month, the rest of this year. Be inspired, change a life, you know, make somebody smile and make a difference out there in your world cuz believe me, the women out there, we are all watching you and you make us inspired.